Real, it's definitely real. Like I said, I, I used to have that same thought process. Like, like none of this is real. I don't deserve anything that's going on. I, it's this. I, I don't know. I just what? Am I still talking though? Yeah, you're still talking though, <laughs> <up>, bro. <laughs> Jeez, <man. laughs> Sorry, y'all. I'm just doing my engineer job, y'all. <laughs> y'all can see him with his hand gestures, but <laughs> yeah. Um. What's the deal, my baby? It's Jimmy, the one and only guy. You tuning in to the lab with the facts with my man's little trust, my man's big mic over there. No opinions, all facts. Hey, Mike. What's up? How you feeling today? It doesn't good, matter. Good, Man good. up, nigga. Oh, she. <laughs> what? See, no, that was perfect. That's a good segue into what this is about to be about. I like that. I like that. I mean, that was good. I'm just saying that's what society say to us all the time. You know, that's what we supposed to supposed to do. Yeah, unfortunately, it's it's bullshit. But that's exactly what we're here to talk about, right? Yeah. So, without further ado, let's just go ahead and jump into the topic. Uh, first and foremost, I'd like to introduce my bro, my man, my guy, all the way from Houston, Texas. H-Town. All the way from Houston. That's a, Houston. That's a, long, that's a long ways. Yeah, I was just down to Texas. Like, how was dollars, but not, but yeah. My man's Donnie Woe. Hey, what's going on, bro? What's happening, y'all? What's good? What's good, man? How you get all the way here to the DMV? Man, long story, man, but it involved a woman. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. It'd be like that. <laughs> Say no more, my guy. It'd be like that. Say no more. <laughs> Ain't got to tell us no more, but yeah, everybody, welcome to Facts from the Lab. We're about to get into another one of our more serious topics. Now, we did an episode like this not too long ago. Well, it actually was about a year or so yeah. ago, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah that yeah. was like episode, what, eight? This is episode I'm, I'm, 38. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, it's 38. So yeah, I've so. lost count. But yeah, this is like the second time we've done a mental health based episode. And um, it's definitely one that has been asked for and one that's definitely need to be heard, especially given everything that's going on right now in the world. And um, it's going to be very informative. And we're going to try to touch on a lot of topics that we didn't get to touch on the last time we discussed this. Yeah. And now uh, we understand that some of the things that we may say can provide a trigger so we're gonna be as like delicate as possible but we we're gonna be real with you guys because it's a real thing um two of us here on this episode served in the military so we can definitely give you a perspective of how things are because you know when we forced to deal with so much like so much like so much at one time it just kind of like bubbles you know and it just bubbles in the worst way so, um, Donnie, you got anything that you would like to say? Nah, I mean, y'all right. I mean, mental health, especially for black men, is is uh, a very sensitive topic across the board. Um, it's something that a lot of black men don't normally get a chance to, to really talk about uh, on a larger scale. So, uh, I think, like y'all said, this is going to be a, a very good topic to bring back to light. And... We're gonna see how we get through it today. Let's let's jump well, into real real quick before we get started. Just want to go ahead and plug in our sponsor, which is Handspun Delights. Make sure y'all visit www.handspundelights.com and check out all the stuff they have in candles and therapeutic necessities and things of that nature. All right. Yeah, she has a lot of dope candles and great oils and stuff. Y'all should really check her out. All right. So, what you about to say? For my bad. Um, he made an interesting point. I think I'm going to just use what he said as a jumping point. Let's talk about why it's so taboo to talk about things like that, like men having feelings and whatnot. Like, where does it start? I mean, for me, I think it starts at home. Uh, you know, being raised, uh, most most black men have been raised in a single-parent household, you know. Um, or even if you were in that two-parent household, uh, you were raised by people that told you, you you can't show your emotions. Emotions are weakness, especially in black men. So being brought up, growing up, you don't really know how to uh, you don't know how to articulate your feelings as you get older. So instead of being able to say things, you end up doing things. Mm. Um, 
and most times us putting things into action ends up becoming negative. Right. Um, so I think that's where it normally starts, man. It starts at home a lot of times. I agree because like when you're young, you feel me? Like we was brought up, we was brought up on the last cycle where as though like getting help was taboo, you know? Yeah. So mm -hmm. like when you, when you express yourself, it was always boy, stop playing or boy, you're not old enough to experience that. You feel me? And I think that's what kind of like set things on a wrong track for us. Cause it's like, well, damn, I'm 10 and I can't have feelings. <laughs> like, you feel me? It just makes things complicated. So by you being told all your childhood life that you not allowed to have feelings or <coughs> that you can't think a certain way, you're not equipped. You feel me? Like Donnie said, you're not given those tools to deal with such things. So as you get older, you grow thinking like that's okay. Yeah, it, it definitely starts with how you're raised by your, your parents. More specifically, in my case, my father. And I love my pops to death. You know, I, like I said, um, I went to Texas with him. We never had that type of, like, bond going somewhere with each other. Um, but we don't have the best, like, relationship. But we, we do love each other. I do love him, and that's my father, and I respect him. And everything that he's taught me, he's raised me to what I am today, the man I am. But... One one of the things about him is he he's not a firm believer in people being depressed or or you know showing that kind of emotion, especially men. And that's pretty much how he was raised by, by his father, my grandfather. And so that that's like a, a like a um, military because they come from down south. So that's kind of how they're like you know you know taught with all of them growing up. And he kind of put that on to me, and that's why even to this day. It's hard for me to even talk to him about certain things because I know that that's what he's going to hit me with, you know. Man, I got to get, not like literally saying man up, but pretty much telling me to man up that it's, it's, things yeah. could be worse. I mean, granted, you know, he sees the world differently because he lost his mom as a teenager. My grandmother had a, as a teenager, so, you know, that kind of just changed his whole perspective on life. Like, nothing else could be worse, so that's why he treats things like it, nothing bothers him. So, I guess... He kind of wants me to be in that same kind of mode or something like that. So it's really hard to, like, you know, talk to him about things because that's what he's going to hit me with most of the time. And wish he wasn't like that, but maybe one day he'll see that. But that's normally where that type of stuff starts. Well, it's with your parents. It's specifically with fathers. Yeah. I would say for me, um, mine was the opposite. So my father wasn't there. Uh, so it's more so my mother. That okay. took care of me. Um, and then my stepfather came into the picture. And uh, like you said, he, you know, he did. He instilled a lot in me. Um, but for him, emotions was not one of those things. Um, right. He held his own emotions in check. So, of course, he made sure that as, you know, the boys in the house, there was no such thing as emotions and things right. like that. So, yeah. Uh, you know, stuff like that. You start crying, you start whining, stuff like that. You gotta, you know, shut that shit up. Right. Uh, you know, ain't no crying, ain't no fussing, none of that. Ain't nobody trying to hear none of that noise. Because it could always be worse. Yeah, right. it, 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 it could be worse. So I'm gonna give you something to cry about. Yeah. If you're crying, I'm gonna give you something to cry about. Uh, so I didn't really experience a lot of that stuff uh, growing up in regards to being able to deal with emotions and stuff like that. So in turn, it made me isolate myself when it came to my feelings. If I started feeling it, I would close in. Right. You know, I would isolate myself from the world. Um, or it would be just a big explosion of anger and aggression. Yeah. Uh, it was no in-between. Um, so I really didn't start working on that stuff until I became a grown man. And I had a daughter. And, you know, understood that I have to do better you know not not only for myself but for her um in regards to being able to show emotions express emotions and vice versa and the crazy thing is is now that i'm older um i'm able to approach my stepfather now and he shows a lot more emotions now than he did back then like he expresses himself a lot more now so i don't know what the change was but i don't think it's a bad thing yeah, I think it was for everybody in this room that like in our later 20s is when we start exploring like that avenue of feelings because I remember all the way to up to like 26 like I was tough you feel me like I took shit to the chin and I dealt with it 
Now, I mean, yeah. I always told myself it would be alright, and then I just sleep it off or drink it off, and then the next day, like I'm straight. I thought I was straight, but like those thoughts like still lingered. So like yeah. when the next incident happened, it just like kind of like added on, and like Donnie said, like by not dealing with it, you feel me? It just get bottled up, and by that not being no in between. Shit just like hit the fan and it's like fuck. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like I really think that this generation of men is gonna be, you feel me, that changing point that show their kids like, look, it's okay to talk to me. Like it's okay to talk about your feelings. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's why I say these kids today, these little kids today, they they got it a lot easier because I think parents now are a lot more easier on their kids yeah. when it comes to that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because mm-hmm. of how they were raised and they ain't trying to... Yeah, they're a lot more expressive that. nowadays. Right, right. Definitely. So, one of the points on the post I saw, um, women were saying why men don't express their feelings. So, I think, like, we all, like, should give our own answer. Even though I think it's generally the same. So, this is going to men venting the women now. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. so we figured out where it came from. So now we got to figure out the whole relationship between men and women. Mm-hmm. So and now, emotions come into play. So now is this more so? Is this geared towards like women as in friends, women as in relationships, or just women in general? Like uh, they're she talking didn't about. Say, so I guess we could do women in general. Okay. Because I'm pretty sure we all got experiences with that. So I'm gonna let my I'm gonna let our guest lead off with that. <laughs> um. <laughs> Women in general, I think it's more of a trust factor. Um, I know for me, uh, growing up with women, seeing how women move, you know, the good and the bad. Um, I've seen how women can use uh, a lot of those emotions and a lot of those feelings that men normally don't express and turn around and stab them in the chest with it. And um, so I feel like for a lot of men... Uh, it's a safeguard for them. Uh, if you can't get close to me, you can't hurt me. Um, so, yeah. I, you know, so as long as I know that you can't hurt me, I can keep you next to me. I care for you. I want you next to me, but I don't want you to hurt me. Because if you hurt me, you know, I, now I have to push you away. Uh, so I think it's a lot of a, a, it's like a, it's a big safeguard for a lot of men to not express those feelings. Another point for me is, um, a lot of times, uh, a lot of women express themselves as they want to hear the good, bad, and the ugly. But when they hear the good, bad, and the ugly, they don't know how to, I guess, allow a man to vent without it feeling like they're being aggressive towards the woman. Right. Um, you know, if it's not what they want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, a lot of times if it's not what they want to hear about what's wrong with them, they'll either one, spin it and turn it back to what their problem was. Or two, they don't really know how to, uh, I guess, help a man calm down or, you know, release, you know, just get get his stuff out of the system and, you know, be his peace. A lot of times after that vent is over, it's being compounded by more stuff. Um uh, so men don't really, it, it's hard for a man to find the one that they can truly trust to be their emotional outlet, in my personal opinion. Oh, no, I agree. Like, I've definitely been in that situation before because, you know, um, like being away and like dating, it just kind of make things tough because when you're like, when you're not in your state and you're dating, all you have is that person. You feel me? So it's like you trust this person you open like you open your mind, body, and soul to this person, and then they were like taking and use it as a weapon later on. You feel me? Like that's that's my reason for not venting because I don't want it. I don't want anything used against me. Right. Mm-hmm. That's and really the number true. one. That's the number that's one thing. That's really the number one thing. And then like another reason is like women don't provide that safety net. Like they preach that they want communication, but they only want communication when it's beneficial to them. You feel me? Like I saw a meme. That said, uh, women always want communication. And then it was like, man tries to communicate. And then it said, uh, woman, I'm going to sleep. And it's only 3 o'clock in the morning. Like, I mean, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> like, she don't yeah. want to talk about it. Yeah, like, they don't want to talk about it when they're the issue. You feel me? They don't want to hear what we saying. Because it's like, 
we the only ones that's supposed to, you feel me, take accountability for our actions and be able to take criticism. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if we venting and it goes nowhere, it's kind of like a waste of energy. So like now, not only am I upset about what you wanted me to vent about, I'm upset that this vet didn't go, you feel me, it didn't go nowhere and I wasted all this time venting. So mm -hmm. now I'm double mad. Like, mm -hmm. so avoid being double mad, I don't vent. Yeah, yeah, it just, you just gotta take, that's the best way to show yourself that you don't, you know, lose it or just do something crazy because she's getting mad at you because you saying some shit that she don't want to hear. But, I don't know, I, I, I don't really have too much experience on it because I haven't been in a lot of relationships or put in a situation where she, where a woman has been like, you know, wanting me to vent something. But, it's easily understandable why we, we don't vent to women like, like, Y'all just said, you know, we, um, nah, I'm losing my thoughts. Um, it's hard for me to even vent to family members, people that I'm supposed to trust with things. So obviously it's going to be tough for me to vent to women that I'm either in relationships with or not in relationship with. It's just, you don't want nothing to lose against you. Like y'all said, you don't, you don't want to be. You know, blackmailed or something, something crazy. Like I, I do, a, I've done a good job my entire life avoiding these type of situations. Right. And and I, that's why I'm so like careful when it do, when it does come to picking women and things like that. Like I really want to know like everything about it. What am I about to get involved with? Because I need to know if this is somebody that I can, you know, talk about deep things with. Because if not, I'm we're not about to do this. Because I'm not about to have my mental health messed up. Because she wants me to vent about all this shit only to hear what she wants to hear and not what the deal really is, you know? So, yeah, it's just, it's just something that I try to avoid. That's why I've never, well, I'm not, I'm not speaking out enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, um, it's just something that I constantly try to avoid. And that's why I've never been put in that type of situation to, to truly understand, you know, where y'all two are coming from. Cause I know y'all probably been in it. So, you know, that's just how I see it from, I guess, from the outside looking in, you know? Yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. All right. So, I guess that brings me to the next point. My bad. I was scrolling and looking for the post. Um, Somebody said, can we discuss something black women could do or stop doing to make men feel less stressed and more valuable? Yeah, I think we, well, I think you answered that. You said something about accountability. Yeah. Um. I guess I'll start. Um, yeah. Just have more accountability for your actions and stop, like, gaslighting us and making us seem like we're always wrong. You know, like, in a situation, there's a cause and reaction. You feel me? Like, I don't think no guy is just going to wake up one morning and be like, all right, I want to be an asshole today. You feel me? Like, something has led up to him feeling that way. So, like, take accountability for your actions and actually listen to us when we're telling y'all what's wrong. You know, I'm not saying that guys are 100% right 100% of the time. But we're not 100% wrong 100% of the time. Like, take take accountability and just realize what you're doing to us to make us act the way that we do. You know? Donnie? Um, for me, I'd probably say just take the time to actually listen to your man or your friend um, about whatever issues they're venting about. Um, just like women, men aren't always trying to find a solution to whatever problems they're having. Sometimes we're just trying to get the shit off our chest. Right. Um, so just having a true listening ear, you know, if we having that long day, sometimes, you know, we love y'all, but sometimes we ain't trying to hear about your day. You know, sometimes we just trying to unwind. Like, it's just been rough. You can, you, if you know who you're dealing with, you know it's just been a rough day. Right. You, you know, you see the signs. You yeah. should, you yeah. know, hopefully you, you pay attention enough to your partner or your friend, you know, enough to be like, all right, it, it's been, a, it's been one of those days, you know, and, and just look out for them. You know, it's that, it's that little, little bit of gestures of actually paying attention that, that matters the most. Um, so I would say that's probably the biggest thing for me. Just, you know, learn learn when to, to listen to your partner or your friend or whoever's going through it. 
and and just let them you know get that shit out of their system it's two words communication and listening period like, uh three well what's the third one comprehension yeah because well, like somebody can listen to you talk for like a good 45 minutes well i'm trying to put emphasis on listening yeah i know the, but they'll listen the like some people will listen just the beat you feel me? That's why I put comprehension in there. Like, don't just listen to, like, argue back. Like, listen to me and feel where I'm coming from. Like, understand why I'm saying what I'm saying. Like, I'm not just saying this just to be crazy or just to, you know, be a dickhead. Like, it's yeah. a reason I feel this way. Yeah, and that's the thing. Y'all have to be very understanding of that. You got to realize that we're going through stuff just like y'all are going through stuff every day. Like, it wouldn't hurt to just, you know, just... T text him every now and then see if he's all right i don't think a lot of women do that just just to check on him you know to make sure he's all right he's safe do you need anything randomly ask yeah. him about his day yeah you know, <laughs> have you ate today he, he comes <laughs> home like 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 you were just saying don if he comes home you see he's had all day you, you just ask him what happened is everything all right you you want something to eat i mean it's just it's little things i just feel like you know when you when y'all see us like that you think is it the whole all he's about to be doing this that y'all ready and it's about to be an argument because you thinking the wrong shit because you won't communicate and that's that's the type of shit that i personally just hate and that's and that's why again going back to what i said earlier how decisive i am when it comes to picking women because that's the shit that i don't want to go through right like i want there to be even ground with us communicating and understanding each other i don't want to have to go through any of that shit at all Ladies, I'm going to let y'all in on a little secret that y'all might not know. We don't like arguing. <laughs> like, shit doesn't have to be as complicated as y'all make it. Like, we really do not like arguing. Know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I'm not speaking for the ain't shit niggas. I'm speaking for the stand-up guys. You speak for everybody. Huh? Pretty much. You're speaking for everybody. Yeah. None, of, none of us like arguing. Right. I'm standing, like, I'm just saying, like, everything could be solved so simply just by listening and understanding where each other is coming from. You know, like, y'all don't have to be combative or y'all don't have to just argue to be arguing. Like, try to talk. Like, don't talk at us. Talk to us. Or yell over us. <clears throat> or stuff like that. Yeah, While we're talking and you're yelling. Because tone is everything. Mm -hmm. Like you can say a message in two different tones and it'll have two way different effects. Man, yeah, that's very true. Um, knowing how to talk to you, talk to somebody, and listen—that definitely. It ain't about what you're saying; it's how you say it. Exactly. You know, most people, you can say anything, and the the matter how you say it is the type of response you're gonna get from it. Uh, so, especially when you're dealing with each other, people you care about, I always tell folks that. You know, I should at least have that much respect to where you want to talk to me a certain type of way versus some random person in the street. If you're talking to me like you talk to somebody else that you don't know, it's a problem there. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Like, it should always be that certain level of respect that you don't cross, like, no matter what. You feel me? Like, that's, that's on important. both sides, too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's yeah. definitely so important. So, so I, I had a question. I'll just type this. What's up? So do you think um, most of these women that see men showing emotion, do you think they see that as weakness? Uh, It it honestly depends on the woman, to be honest. And the re reason why I'm asking this is because a week ago, I saw a post. I, I wasn't part of it. I was just scrolling through the comments. Right. There was a like, damn, over a hundred something comments and they were talking about how they believe the post was about the um guy said he believes women were raised that way by their mothers to not deal with weak men and that's why and that's why it's come to this and i don't i'm not so sure how i feel about that i'm kind of on the fence about it see that's, that varies see that's that's where the confusion come in because it's always a lot of women saying what a real man is and yeah. the variables for that, yeah, that always was that post too. Somebody, somebody said that. Like the variables always change to fit the situation of said woman. You feel mm -hmm. me? So that that is really murky because at the end of the day, we all know what a real man is. You right. feel me? But uh, like somebody could be like, "Oh, a real man is somebody that pays all the bills, don't ask his wife to cook and clean, this, that, and the third. Like you gotta stop with those. You gotta stop manipulating situations. 
for personal gain, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and you yeah. gotta just like follow like the follow real guidelines, not just some fantasy shit just to you know get a nigga to pay your bills. Like <laughs> you feel me? You gotta yeah, follow. Yeah. You gotta find. You gotta follow some shit that's actually tangible. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, when it comes to I lost my train of thought right quick. Yeah, yeah oh. it's, it's do that to you. you it's it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, what when it comes to um, like I guess what a real man is and whether emotions fall into place. I feel like what Max was saying. Um, it depends on the woman. Um, uh, definitely the maturity of the woman. Um, and yeah, what they and what they've been through. Um, cause like y'all stated, um, you know. The definition of what a real man is is going to change from woman to woman based on experiences and the maturity level of that woman. Um, You know, what a 21-year-old may say what a real man is is going to be different than what a a 30-year-old woman is going to say. And that's that's probably going to be different than what a 40-year-old woman is going to say. Um, Shit, what a forty-year-old woman might say might be different from the next forty-one-year-old woman. Yeah, so I mean, definitely, you know, it it varies from woman to woman. Um, but I feel like that most mature women, um, are not gonna feel that emotions or woman or man being in touch with their emotions and understanding and being able to articulate how they feel. They're not gonna equate that to being a weak man because. Hell, it's it's hard for women to really speak on their emotions. So, um, yeah. you know, to find a, a, any man that's willing to open up to you, um, you know, that that man trusts you for real, for real. Um, so, uh, I think a lot of women, you know, definitely sit back and, and think about it. If, if you have a man that sits there and really opens up to you about different things, um, about their traumas and about the stuff that they're going through, and they they vent to you. You know, um, that that, you. that's a, that's a real testament <laughs> yeah, to you as a woman, because um, not many men are doing that um, at all. Hell, I mean, hell, we we won't even go to the doggone doctor. So, you know, right. for him to sit there and talk to you, that's that's a real testament to the type of woman you are. So, yes. salute to y'all. Yes, that's all we come to agreement. Like it that. depends on the woman. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. It's a maturity thing. Yeah. Pretty much. Basically. Yeah. All right, so I got another point on this post. Um, shout out to Missy for this one. She was like, she wants us to speak on the pressure of society making y'all feel like y'all need to be a man instead of understanding it's okay to be emotional and it's okay to not be okay. I feel like that 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 question would be easier to answer if this was like a decade or so ago because now society is different and society, society has gotten more sensitive and opening opening up to emotions and venting right for the become the norm yeah <laughs> so it's, it's kind of hard to answer that now yeah when you think about it yeah i, I think this question is a little outdated i mm-hmm. mean but it's still it is still like perceptions out there that we gotta be like even though it's dying out they still out there a little bit yeah yeah and um yeah honestly it it, it depends on the man like the man had to realize, like, he had to realize when he's not okay, and he has to realize when he gets to that point, is he willing to let that consume him, you know? Yeah. Because, like, yeah. he basically got to know his breaking point. Facts. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Definitely got to know yourself as a man. <clears throat> I mean, as you grow older, um, and that definitely goes, you know, ties into that mental health aspect, you know, um, the definition of insanity is, you know, doing the same things over and over and expecting a different result. Um, so as black men, uh, we as well got to take those steps to understand, you know, our own mental health, our own mental state and and do the things that we can do to kind of check that stuff ourselves and then go from there. Uh, it's unfair to try to uh, ask women to do a, B, and C, and we haven't made the first step to try to change our own mental state, too, so. Yeah, I agree, and um, I think it all depends on who's in your circle as well. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Because I know when I'm going, like now, I have, I have a very incredible circle. Like, it's a lot of gentlemen that I'm glad to call my brother because it's like when I need that mental support or I just need that ear, you know, I can give them a call and be like, yo, like, can I talk to you for a second? And, you know, they right there. And two of them happen to be, you know, sharing the mic with me at this moment. So, fellas, I really appreciate y'all, by the way. Thank y'all. Yeah. Oh, most oh, definitely, Brody. All love. And um, I, I, I think, yeah, I think that's one of the key factors, too. Because if you got somebody in your ear telling you to man up or it's not that deep, you feel me? That's a person that you shouldn't really keep around. Yeah. That's just my opinion. So. No, no, that's, that's that's right. You got it. I've kept my circle small for for years because of stuff like that. Like I only keep myself around people that I can trust and I can tell anything to, and I make it so that they can tell me anything, which they have. So yeah, that was, that was a good point, Max. I didn't even think about that part of it. I know the question was about society, but I didn't think about the whole yeah. friends aspect of who you keep around you. Having playing a part on your mental health. Oh yeah, it's, I mean it's huge, man. Yeah, having the having people that you can, you know, they can help each other and be crutches if you need it. Being that voice of reason when you upset and angry, ready to do something stupid and ignorant. Right, right. You know, yeah. have, having people, you know, to to keep your head online, man. That that's definitely love. And uh, you know, for me, especially with being in the military and all the traveling that I've done, and all the people that I've met. Um, my circle used to be super small, uh, but now like really sitting back and thinking on it and thinking about all the good folks I've met, all the good brothers I've met, um, you know, that I could call on any time about anything. Um, my circle has definitely grown and, you know, it just lets me know that, you know, there are good people out here, you know, and, and as black men, we are trying to change that stigma of, you know, being the angry black man. Right. right. You know? yep. So, yeah. it's dope, man. Yeah, I we, think we doing a good job at that. We definitely got to get rid of that cliche. I've never liked that cliche. Me all. neither. Yeah. And that, that shit always bothered me, too. Like, damn, why we got to be angry? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it just sounds... It, it just... It's always rubbed me the wrong way. I just never liked it. Any other points on that post? Was that it? Um, That's it. But um, me and Donnie was talking earlier... Um, he brought something to my attention that was very interesting, and um, I would like to talk about it. Talk about that a bit. You mind leading off? Um, so you you talking about what I sent you earlier today? Yeah. Okay. Because when I read that, I was like, "Damn!" Like this felt so familiar to like the first three years of my Navy career. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so um, my girl Charlotte, shout out to Charlotte Damo. <laughs> um, they had sent me some things when they found out that I was going to be out here talking to y'all. Um, and one of the things that they brought up was imposter syndrome. And uh, imposter syndrome is, I guess the, the actual definition is, uh, it refers to an internal experience of believing that you are not as competent as others perceive you to be. Uh, so more or less, you feel less than worthy for all the good things that happen to you. you so you feel like you don't deserve it. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So what happens is it's like a false sense of um you don't you you don't deserve what's happening to you right now. If there's too much good things that's going on with you, you you're not deserving of it and you believe it in your heart that you're not deserving of it, that mm. you should be involved in, and always be in a negative state of mind. Um, I feel like black men fall into this a lot, um, especially in the military. <laughs> self self sabotage is huge for black men. Um, you know, especially when it comes to relationships. Um, you know, when it comes to job opportunities, shoot, when it comes to everyday life. You know, a lot of times when we get a lot of good things going, we're like, this is, this is really too good to be true. Like something bad is gonna happen. We're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah, because uh, I find myself, now nah, I ain't mean to cut you off, nah. but like I find myself too many times saying, damn, I'm still alive. Like, I should have mm -hmm. been gone a long time ago, you know? Yeah, we, we live in the, in the negative things instead of appreciating a lot of good stuff that's going on around us. Yeah. Um, yeah, I used to be that way. I, I used to have that thought process. I'm glad I grew out of that. Damn. Appreciated what I got around me. Damn, that was, that's, 
that's more popular in the black male community than I thought. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, because when he sent it to me, like, I was in Smoothie King and I was just waiting for my smoothie. So I'm just reading. And, like, the more and more I read, I'm like, damn. Like, this shit sounds familiar. Like, I didn't know what it was at the time, but now it's a name to it. It's like, damn. Yeah. Yeah, it's real. It's definitely real. Like I said, I, I used to have that same thought process. Like, like none of this is real. I don't deserve anything that's going on. I, it's this. I, I don't know. I just... What? Am I still talking though? Yeah, you're still talking though, <laughs> <to me>, bro. <laughs> Jeez, man. Sorry, oh, yeah. I'm just doing my engineer job, y'all. Y'all should see him with his hand justice, but... <laughs> yeah, um... Yeah, and I, I used to think like that, man, but I, I grew out of that now. Now that I'm... Now I'm, you know... Got a good job. I live alone. No kids. You know, my, my family, I, I, despite, you know, typical family, you know, back and forth. I still love my family and I still have a lot of them here with me. And, you know, I, I got a lot to be happy about. So I really shouldn't be, you know, thinking negatively of myself anymore. And that's that's just how I see it. Yeah, man. I know a lot of black men that work real hard to get where they are. And I feel like yeah. they deserve every accolade they obtain and more. Like... You know, like, so my hat's off to all my brothers out there doing what they have to do because, like, I don't want y'all to ever feel like y'all don't deserve it. You feel me? Because as long as you getting up, that's the first W. And as long as you getting out here and doing what you got to do to maintain what you have for you and yours, you deserve it. You feel me? So yeah. I want all my brothers to get the flowers while they can smell them. Yeah, man. Hey, appreciate yourself. Pat yourself on the back, man. Salute yourself. You know, appreciate yourself for all the hard work that you put in for where you are. Just listen to that J. Cole song, Love Yours. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's definitely that's, a good song. That's a perfect Most song. Most definitely. Bring that down. You know? Most definitely. So, I done had a couple folks ask me questions, too. So, they found out that I was coming. Oh, all right, bet. What's up? Let me find this. I love dissecting these questions. I feel like we re like, like this really needed to be done. Yeah. You feel me? And, and thank you to everybody that's that's sending us stuff, questions, and you know things like that. We like the interaction. Yeah. Definitely do. Yeah. All right. So um, one of my ladies, they sent me um, one of the topics that they brought up was how do we uh, normalize black men to go seek professional help? Mm. So I know for me personally. For a long time, it took me a while to be like, all right, I'm going to go to the psychologist and talk about what's going on with me. Um, I've always seen him in movies. I always see, like, man, this is some crazy madhouse type stuff, man. Anybody normally goes to that mug, don't come out better. Um, you know, just never. It's a doctor, you know. Doctors mm -hmm. always was negative connotation behind it, whether it's going to get you know, right. your heart checked on or you hurt yourself, you, you know. We're going to put some alcohol on it. We're going to put a Band-Aid on it. We're going to keep it moving. We're not going to the hospital. Um, so. So does that kind of like go back to it stemming from how we was raised? Yeah. I mean, a lot yeah, of that stuff does it. come into it. Um, you know, we always felt like going to the hospital, something bad was going to happen to us as black folks. Um, so, you know, especially being brought up, you know, that nobody told you to go talk to somebody. That's crazy. You're going to tell you'll be vulnerable to yourself, to other people that really That's don't care about shit. you. Yeah, exactly. White folks That's what shit. white folks do. We um, pray. Yeah, we pray. You're right. But, um, yeah, me going to, I actually went and, and um, I tell anybody, if you feel like you need to go, go. It's not nothing bad about it. Um. It don't it don't change you, make you any any less. If anything, it helps you understand yourself because you're getting a really unbiased opinion about everything that you got going on. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It, like they can't judge you because they don't know you. Exactly. So, so anything you tell them, you know, you probably feel comfortable saying it. Yeah, and, and I, I say when I when I finished with mine, man, it, it definitely helped me become a better man and a, a better father um, across the board. It helped me think about and self reflect a whole lot. On a lot of different things that I thought I was okay and thought I gotten over. Um, it brought a lot of things to light that, you know, was real dormant for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, so I tell any black man, um, you know, it's okay to go talk to somebody if you need to. That's outside of your circle. 
if you just don't feel comfortable with it, it's it's definitely worth it, man. It's definitely people out here that you can talk to that and can give you that outside opinion without you feeling like you, you know, pretty much giving your soul away to someone else. Yeah. <clears throat> Max, you want to say something? Uh, to me, well, for me, it took me getting to that breaking point and realizing that this is something that I can't handle myself. And I had a decision to make. I can either continue down the path that I'm continuing down and keep causing myself all, all this unnecessary extra emotional damage, or I can find somebody to help me with this. You know, so I was like, all right, it can't hurt, you know, because everything else wasn't working. Like, why not? And then, like, once I tried it, like, it was such a relief. And, like, having a black therapist, I don't know, it's just something different about having a black therapist because it's like they empathize with you a bit more. Yeah, because they, they understand the struggles of a black guy. Yeah. Yeah, he understands struggles of a black man. So that's, it's easy to, and easy to get. And my mm -hmm. favorite thing about therapy is they let you go at your own pace. Like, they don't, like, try to force anything out to you. You know, they make you feel comfortable. They provide that safe space and everything is confidential. Right. So, like, you could basically say whatever. Mm -hmm. You don't get anything off your chest. And you walk out, like, a little lighter because you got that off your shoulder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, just like I said, they won't judge you for nothing. Yeah. They don't know you. So, you just say whatever. So, I think so I think at the end of the day, you just got to realize what's better for you. You know, you got to realize, like, hey, you're at your breaking. I'm at my breaking point. What can I do to fix this? Man, big facts. Like, I don't have the tools to fix this. Who does? You know? Man. Um, see what else they asked me. Oh, so someone else asked me if you <coughs> could talk about the importance of being open and vulnerable with your woman so that she can help you. So. I think we kind of touched on that, didn't we? A little yeah. bit. Yeah, about how important it, like, how poor that is. I mean, yeah. Um, I think it's real important, you know, but I have to see that she's willing to help before I put myself out there. So how could she show you that she's willing to help? Like what, what kind of ways would we have to see in order for you to be like, okay, I feel like I can vent to her and she can handle it. Yeah. I had that conversation right yeah. from the start. You gotta see where her head is. So one day I was watching the animal planet, right? And, like, basically, the guy said every animal shows have a way of showing when they're about to be, you know, in a combat situation. So, I just need to see and I need to feel that vibe that it's safe to say what I'm about to say. Like, if I feel any bad vibes or if I'm reading the body language and it's looking like it's about to go nasty, I ain't, I ain't saying shit. <laughs> yeah, true. You feel me? And you can always tell by certain body languages yeah. that shit about to go south. So I just need that safety space and I need for her to show me that I'm not about to regret what I'm about to say. Yeah, that's why mm -hmm. I said it starts with a conversation. Right? Yeah. Right when mm -hmm. you start, y'all plan on being in a relationship and you, you want it to be so y'all can both talk to each other, y'all gotta have that conversation up front and understand each other about when it comes to venting to each other. Mm. Yeah. I can dig that. I can dig it. Shout out to her for that question, though. That was yeah. good. that was a good question. And then one more that I got was, how do we as black men recognize toxic behaviors so that we don't pass them down to our children? Mm. This stemming from mental health. Yeah. So you know, w once we recognize you know, the issues that we have, um, how, what steps do y'all feel like we can do to kind of keep that from being something that's passed down like it was passed down to us? Um, I think recognizing is the first step. And when I say that, for example, like, we cool. Like, you know, we brothers. So mm -hmm. it's to the point where we familiar with some of our regular mannerisms. So True. if I'm acting different, that's going to cause you to act different. So I have to see you acting different to realize that it's something wrong with me. You feel me? So I got to recognize that first. And I got to wonder, what am I doing 
to make that person act different. You know, so once I once I figure that out and I understand and I communicate with that person, I can tell my child like, hey, you don't do X, Y, Z because it's going to make a person feel like A, B, C, you know. So I think I think maintaining like relationships is like the first step It's like one of the first steps. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like, you know, going back to that old age rule of it taking a village to raise a family or raise a child. I think that's one of the best ways for us to give back to not passing down so many bad habits, because now instead of it just being us and our woman or our spouse or whoever, you know, being accountable of us, we got friends, we have family, you know, we have folks that we can rely on and let us know that, hey, man, you you stepping out of line, like, we got to bring that back. And so that way it allows you to recognize those flaws, recognize, okay, I'm feeling this way because this happened and my bro was the one to show me you know, that's what's going on. So I can pass that down to my child. You know, hey, don't do this because this is how this is going to make somebody feel. Right. Or this is, you're mad because of this. You know, so if you don't do A, B, and C, X, Y, Z won't happen. Right. Um, so I think that village thing is huge. Yeah, it just it's just based on, you know, learning from everything you do. Like, um, I'm going to keep it 100. Like, I sometimes talk to myself. When I when I do something crazy or do something that I know wasn't the right thing to do, I'll just I'll just say to myself, you know, I gotta, I gotta do things better this next time. I can't do this again or this that, and the third. And that's how I just learn. And to one day when I do have a child, cause I don't have any kids, so when I do have a child one day, I can go back to those mistakes I made and tell them, look, I did this. I don't want you doing this because I learned the hard way. And that's that's pretty much the best way that you can pass that on is this experience or seeing it happen around you, seeing it happen to other people. Because you do see a lot of it more so than it happens to you. So, yeah, that's probably the best way to go about that when it comes to, like, passing it on to your kids and stuff. Yeah. I agree with that. Fellas out there listening, you got to keep good guys in your circle. Like, you got to keep guys that's going to check you. Because I think out of all my friends, I'm kind of like the reckless one and the more impulsive one. So, like... Hey, True. Did you say yeah. kind of? Hey, yo, chill. <laughs> so, like, so, like, I'll, like, you feel me? I'll react off that emotion at the time. And then I'll go back and I'll talk to my bros and I'll vent to them and let them know what I was thinking. And then they were like, but yeah, Max, you could have handled it a little differently. You feel me? And I appreciate that. Like, they pulled me back and they let me know, like, bro, like... What you said wasn't wrong. It was how you said it. You feel me? And Donnie, I appreciate that because, like, when I look at that situation, I'm like, all right, I see where he, I see where he's coming from because he explained it in a way where I can understand. So, like, that just goes back to the whole communication thing. Like, you just got to know how to talk to people and you got to know how to understand and know how to listen. Yeah, um, you know, recognizing the signs. Uh, people around you, uh, you know, paying attention to the details of how folks are operating. Because, you know, some days are great days and some days are, are not so hot, you know. Mm-hmm. And depending on on what you say to someone, that could make or break somebody's day. Um, you know, you could be that one conversation that someone has from either having, you know, turning their day around or, you know, potentially doing something crazy like killing somebody or committing suicide. Um, you know, mental health goes just that deep. Um, it goes from one side of the spectrum to the other. Yeah. So I would always advise everyone, you know, just to be mindful of how you talk to people, how you treat people. Um, because you never know what anybody's going through or how much you could impact, their, you know, their life. Big yeah, nice. I agree. Yeah, I feel like we touched on a lot tonight. Um, kind of drank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that shit is definitely make you drink. All right, man. Okay. So, all right. So, we, I guess we're going to wrap it up here. So, um, with that being said, how about we all just give one last piece of advice and then we just... Well, it's as simple as this. Just keep good people around you. 
keep a good woman around you, good friends, and always have po positive thoughts and think positive and don't think into the negative all the time. And just enjoy life and live it. And don't let the thing, the, the negatives of the world or people that you know trying to bring neg negativity towards you bring you down. You know, just you gotta be you gotta be bigger than that, and you gotta you know just just show that you you can you can make it through all that and not have to worry about you know people trying to you know argue with you or try to you know to do whatever because you won't vent. You know, it's just I don't know. You just gotta keep the right people around you. At the end of the day, that's that's all it takes. Okay, okay, I like that, Donnie. Um, now I agree with him. Keeping keeping that circle around you, I feel like it's huge. Um, as black men, it's okay to feel how you feel, and it's okay to express how you feel. Um, be mindful of how you express how you feel, and <laughs> and um, you know, it's okay to get help. You know, there are folks here to help you. You know, trust your circle, trust yourself, love yourself. Um, yeah, man, and you know, give those flowers to people while they're here. Appreciate yourself. Okay, okay. Um, damn, y'all took all the good stuff. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'm gonna end off with one word: reciprocation. Like, ladies, give us. The same energy that y'all want us to give y'all. You feel me? Provide that safety net so we can open up and be vulnerable to y'all. And um, that's pretty much it. Oh, yeah. Meditate, work out, drink water, and take care of your chicken. Shout out to That historic quotable right there. Man. man. <laughs> But all right, man. So that concludes another episode of Facts from the Lab. Donnie, um, we really appreciate you for taking the time out and coming to sit and talk with us. Like that meant a lot, man. Hey, much love, man. I appreciate y'all yeah, for having me. Social media, you want to plug or anything? People can hit you up. Oh man, look. Um, Instagram is uh, the real Donnie Woe or the real Donnie Woe. It's got underscores uh, after the uh, after the uh, words. And then on Facebook, it's Donnie Woe. You can always look me up, man. My shit's public. I'm always talking about something crazy. So um, by all means, uh, hit me up if you need any questions or just want to rap. Uh, I'm with it, man. Awesome. And, um, yeah, when you guys hear this, we definitely want feedback from this one. So let us know what y'all think. All right. Anything else, Max? Nah, I think we covered it all. <laughs> oh, uh, shout out. Shout out to my queens. Damo, Charlotte, love y'all. Appreciate y'all for the topics, man. Most definitely. Oh yeah, yo, shout out to Charlotte, yo. That was very, that was a very interesting um piece to add to this. Yeah, thank, thank you to everybody that gave questions. Yeah, yeah appreciate y'all. Definitely. All right, man. That's it. It's your boy Max C. Less. And this is Mike Navarro. And we out here. Peace. It's your boy Max Say Less from Facts from the Lab. This episode is sponsored by Handspun Delights, a candle company slash spiritual shop that specializes in aromatherapy, herbal, and crystal-based healing. So to find out more, go to Instagram and type in handspun underscore delights or just visit www.handspundelights.com. Trust me, you won't be disappointed.